0: Well, hello there. My name is John Grayson, and you're listening to the USC Christian Challenge podcast. Produced by students and staff at the University of Southern California's Christian Challenge Student Ministry, we seek to connect and equip students to know Jesus, to live a life honoring to Him, and to make Him known in their communities. Learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or connect with us on social media like YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at USC Christian Challenge. Glad you could join us. Hello, and welcome to Christian Challenge. We're so glad that you are joining us tonight. We have a really special treat. Tonight, I want to introduce you to a new friend of mine. Her name is Olga. She's going to be sharing on the topic of laboring. There's no better person to be sharing about this topic. So please welcome with me, Olga.
1: But first of all, I'd like to give credit to God for all that he has done in my life, because as Ephesians says, Ephesians 1.4 says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. If if you knew my life before, you'd know that holy and blameless was not a part of my vocabulary. I was far from being that. I came from a, a pretty dysfunctional family, my parents were alcoholics and we basically grew up in the street. We were, um, you know, we lived a very rough life. And it was only by God's grace that I was able to graduate from school and university and get a uh, teaching degree. And once I became a, a teacher, then uh, I was looking for that American dream. Get everything I could get. Uh lived in a expensive apartment, had a, a new car and a boyfriend and went out partying and and totally forgot my family, but you know, I became very, very empty inside and uh I had a student in my class, my fourth grade um, student that was nine years old that asked me two questions that totally changed my life from the very beginning. I knew she was special because she would stay after school and help me to clean my room and correct my papers and um, one one after one Friday she asked me uh "Do you go to church and I said no, and then she said, "Would you like to learn some Bible verses with me?" And I didn't even know what Bible verses were, but she was always helping me, so I couldn't turn her down. So that Friday, I memorized John three sixteen, and for the first time, I felt loved by someone that was not going to use me or take advantage of me. And uh, that year, I read the entire Bible and. and by the end of the, of the school year, I was hungering for more, and, I, and my younger sister had been going to a church, and she um, she invited me to go with her, and when I went to the church, I just couldn't believe that what the pastor was saying. I felt like he was talking to me and about me, and I was just crying and crying and crying, and uh Eventually, uh, I got to the point where God clearly told me, if you don't change your life, you're heading down a dead-end alley in life. And that's when I made the t- decision that I wanted to change. And that following Sunday, a, 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 a person on the TV was talking and saying exactly what I was feeling. Uh, he said, are you looking for the American dream? Are you Are you wanting to have things, and and money, and life, and, and, and I said, that's me, that's me, and he says, well, you're never going to find happiness, and you're never going to be complete until you ask Christ into your heart, and it was that Sunday afternoon that I knelt on my living room floor, and I just accepted Christ, and then from there on, things changed drastically. I started going to church. I was baptized in my, with my sister. And then um, the church, I, I wanted so much to, to help uh, in, in teaching and children's ministry. And I got involved with that. And my, t- my, my church is real active in going to uh, different countries for short term, and so I got, I, I began going with them, and uh, it was just such a, a, a time of loving the Lord and loving the people and turning my whole life around, and um, nine years later, my parents become believers, and it was like, Lord, it's just so wonderful. It changed my life, and at that time, My pastor um, asked me, would you be willing to go to Mexico for a year and help a church there and and work on the outskirts uh, uh, of of Mexico uh, with laborers that are working there? And I said, yes. And so I went for a whole year. And when I came back, yes, they asked me uh, if I was willing to go wherever God sent me. And I said, yes.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. What a powerful story of choosing to follow God and just the radical change that Jesus makes in each of our hearts and lives. Mm -hmm. So thanks for taking the time to share with us. And I have four questions that I'd like to ask you just about this topic of laboring. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, you labored in Central Asia for 30 years. What led you there in the first place?
1: I think that... Once I knew who Christ was and what He did for me, it wasn't enough for me to stay in the states and just teach there and, uh, and make a living and all for myself. I felt like, uh, all right, uh, I have to, I have to do uh, something to get out and have other people hear the word of God and I had people that were telling me because I wouldn't have known but all the leadership that was around me was saying you can do it you can go overseas because people need you and and um, they need to hear the word of God and so so I went I went out of obedience I didn't know what I was going to do but I knew that okay I'll go
0: (laughs) Yeah. What an example of faithfulness, right? Mm -hmm. That first step must've been a little scary, but Mm -hmm. how God sustained you and led you the whole way. Mm -hmm. So the second question is, how is the importance of every individual related to the concept of laboring?
1: Well, um, as you can see, I wasn't even prepared to go. I had no intentions of ever going, but uh, the Lord chose me. And then, after being out there for so long, I realized that uh, God chooses us. He 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 chooses different people for different uh, uh, tasks to do overseas because there's so much to do, and so many people are so different. So uh, the people that I attract may not be the same people that my co-workers attract. So uh, I think that uh, God can use uh,
0: in everyone that's willing to go and serve. Yeah, so true. Thank um, you. So the third question, what are lessons God has taught you about laboring in your time there?
1: Wow. Um, through the school of hard knocks. It, it's not it was not easy at the beginning um, because my ways were not other laborers' ways and so uh, we knocked heads and I don't know if you know but most of the reason the, the reason most people leave the the field uh, is because they don't get along with other people it's relationships and so um, I began to realize the importance of all parts of the body have to work together uh, in order to 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 accomplish the work. So teamwork is so important and giving people uh, space for differences. We're all so different and uh, the things that that bother me uh, maybe they're not that important and so you start putting those things um, to decide, I, I did want to share what I learned when I would go out on these short-term trips with our our church. Uh, we were we were required to memorize uh, Philippians two, the beginning part. It says, "Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love." if any common sharing in the spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, um, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own interests, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves that was also in Christ Jesus. And really, that became a part of me, and I began to realize the importance of that in working with my team. And uh, another uh, thing that God taught me is obedience. And being under authority. I remember one time being with two couples being single, and uh one of the couples said, Oh okay, I think it's time for you to leave. And I said, Why? I've not I've only been here a year and a half. And they said, Well, we think that it would be better you go with, with your leader and go to another place. And uh I was I was really hurt. I, I that year I had determined I'm gonna live with integrity. And then uh the Lord spoke to me and said, if you want to live with integrity, you need to be obedient and come under your leadership. And that's where I, I learned. Uh, I went with a with a couple and uh um uh, after that uh, there are some things that happened in that in that city that were very hard and hurtful and I realized God was trying not not only to spare me from that but teach me the importance of uh being under under authority. So I I I've, I've learned that over the years and it's not been a problem for me. Um, another one is uh, persevering. My first year oh it was wonderful it was an awesome year and a half. My language teacher came to know the Lord. I was working on the underground church and things were happening. The leader was abducted. It was so many things I was experiencing how God was working with us and through us and in us. But then the next 20 years, no fruit whatsoever. And looking back now, I can see that Uh, God was really working in my life. I had grown up in a pretty dysfunctional home, so there were a lot of strongholds inside of me. A lot of things that I struggled with, inferiority, complex, not being good enough, and I couldn't learn the language that easily as others were learning it, and just comparing myself, comparing myself. And I'd come home, Uh, on uh, breaks during the summer and then there were problems at the house and problems with my family and I'd go back and I'd struggle, I'd struggle, but really God was working in my life. He was beginning to um, take away those things and, and, and me realizing that um, those were things that uh, Satan was just keeping me from so that I wouldn't do God's work. And so all these 20 years, really, God God was working in me. Sometimes people go out and they think, okay, I'm gonna do this for the Lord and the Lord saved my family, he saved me and I'm gonna do this for the Lord because so many people need to know the Lord. But in actuality, God's interested in you. And it's about God changing you because when God begins to change you, then he begins to change your heart to give you a love for the people. And that's what he did to me. And even during this pandemic, I really struggled with the sovereignty of God because of my family. Not everyone's walking with the Lord because of uh, not everyone's turning to the Lord. But now uh, I, I realize God is God and I am not. And, and God is going to bring those that he has called to himself. And so my, 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 Job, my in this in this work is just to love people and and share the love of of Jesus, and that's what I've been seeing these last eight years. The floodgates of God's salvation have opened like nobody's business. So many people are coming to the Lord. Uh, uh, this this one past local pastor has about two or three underground churches. Mounting to about 100 uh, believers. Uh, this two months ago, 13 were baptized, and that's just in one area with one group of people that I know. It's happening all over the country, and so God is doing an amazing um, work.
0: That is incredible to hear, and so encouraging to hear your faithfulness to the years in your perseverance mm. to keep doing the hard work, not seeing the results. Mm. I know I'm so prone to give up quickly.
1: Mm. So having
0: that eternal perspective really helps. So the last question, Olga, is why should students decide to give their lives in exchange for what Jesus gave his life for people?
1: I don't know if you decide, (laughs) but um, God will put it in people's hearts, and uh, he says that the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few, and then he says, ask uh, that that, uh, I may send laborers uh, to the harvest. And so there are many people that are asking uh, the Lord to bring people. And I think it's something that you settle with God. Uh, uh, For me, it was easy. For me, it was, I didn't give it a second thought. It just seems so natural to do something like that. Some people may struggle. But I'll tell you, um, when the door opens, when the Lord opens a door, there's no stopping that. And if he doesn't want you there and you go there, he'll close the door. And so, um, the the Lord has said that the end will not come until every person has had a chance to hear the gospel. And so, Revelation 7-9 says, after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. And so if you wanna see that, get out there and become one of those neighbors because I'll tell you, it's the richest part of my life. I may have retired but it doesn't change what God has put in my heart to love people and people need people like you to love them. And so that they could come to know the Lord.
0: Amen. Yeah. Thank you for your time Olga, wow. and your willingness to invest in wow. these students. And I hope that you can meet them one day soon since you're local and in the area. And so Good. can I pray for you and for oh, these students please. as we close with? father? Thank you. For Olga's life. Thank you, um, for her faith that is worth imitating in her example. And I thank you for her willingness to share with us tonight, her story of, of being a faithful laborer on the other side of the planet for 30 years and just how you have used her to, uh, to share the good news of Jesus with so many people. And so I do pray that tonight as there are students scattered across LA and California and United States and the world that the father, you would use this message to spur students on to love you, to know you, and to make you known, and that out of this group of students there would be many who would choose mm-hmm. to labor for you until they see you face to face, whether that is wherever they get a job or on the other side of the world with people whose language they will learn and culture they will as well. And so I thank you that you write stories is so much bigger mm-hmm. than we could ever write ourselves. Thank you for Olga's example of that of putting her yes on the table and and letting you and direct her steps. And so I pray that that would be true for all of us, that we would surrender willingly and wholeheartedly to you, letting you write the story of our lives. We love you, King Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for stopping by. And thank you for listening to the USC Christian Challenge Podcast. Since you're already here, check out some of our other recordings. I might be biased, but we have a lot of great content. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to us and give us a five star rating on iTunes. It really does help us reach others with these resources. Once again, you can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at uscchristianchallenge.